Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn, joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. Um, Ryan, we are talking about a league that is not yet as interesting as it's going to be next year, but is still pretty interesting. It's the Big 12. Uh, I'm going to be more excited about 2023 Big 12 than I am about this one, Uh, but we still have Baylor here. We still have... Uh, pretty much just Baylor. Baylor is pretty much the only team in this conference that we're. Yeah, we got Baylor. We do have Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. Uh, Patrick, before we talk about Baylor and its friends, <laughs> we should announce our big news. Yeah, we've got some. Uh, we've got some big news. We've actually both joined the Big Twelve as well. <laughs> we joined the Big Twelve, and you can say, "Oh, but Mohammed Salman's bankrolling them." No, he's not. Just because yeah. he joined our podcast last week, we announced at the end. Yeah. Does not mean he has anything to yeah. do with our edition of the Big 12. We, it's an equal share, okay? He's making just as much money as we are, and the money we all put in equally, okay? And it's just people, they're saying, they're lying about our co host, Mohammed. Mohammed, what do you have to say about this? He's, he's shy. He's not ready to talk. He's yet. shy. He was, he's shy. He was really embarrassed by the reaction to us announcing this, and so he's not, he's not quite he did, confident enough he to He did speak. buy me. Um, uh, a, a hard kombucha, a pineapple chili with a hint of ginger, hard kombucha that I'm drinking right now. Hmm. So that's interesting. Honestly, he, it kind of makes up for the whole Wahhabism thing. That's interesting. He actually bought me a big uh, orb. He bought me an orb, and so <laughs> I've been looking into the orb. I've been pondering it. Uh, sort of, I, I put it under my pillow and I, I sleep on it. And I have I have fallen deeply in love with the orb, and so I was appreciative of that. But like. You can get an orb anywhere, you know. It's not like right. a, uh, it's not like a, a luxury or anything. People just walk around with orbs. It's not a big deal. And so I just don't know why everybody was so rude about our new, our new co-host. He's just, he's yeah. just, he just loves ball, you know. And he just wants well, to before, talk about before ball. we move on to our real news, Patrick. Let me just say this: <laughs> she sal my D to Arabia. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty Thank good. you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you guys are one of the people listening to this episode. Uh, guess what? We're starting a website, dude. We, we got a website coming. Yep. Uh, you will be hearing this on July 29th. It is a Friday. So on Monday, Monday, August 1st, unless something changes between now and whenever you hear this, um, we will be launching uh, meetitmidfield.com, a collaborative website between ourselves, the Flipping the Field Boys, me and Patrick, our good friends, DJ Burns and Kevin Harris doing Ohio State coverage and other good friends, Ace Anbender and Taylor Fulton, the bucket problem, doing Michigan coverage. Yeah, uh, We've got a whole team coming together. We're going to be the first ever combined Ohio State-Michigan football website. Beyond that, we are covering the Big Ten and all of college football as we do here in Flipping the Field. Yeah, um, The goal is to provide a unique perspective on Big Ten football, the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, and college football as a whole in the same way we do uh, on each of our individual platforms. And we are super, super pumped to work together and get this thing off the ground so there'll be more coming soon but uh keep your eye out yeah the idea is sort of uh, as you hear that line of you can kind of tell like we want to have a little bit of everything right we have ohio state guys dj and kevin i think are you know some of the best ohio state guys you can find dj is uh, like was one of the first people i ever read covering ohio state you know um and then obviously you you still have plenty of interest in ohio state you'll still be doing plenty of that stuff um and then on the michigan side it does not get better than than ace and and, and taylor is sort of a new addition to that that family but um yeah we're we're super excited about this and then uh ryan and i are going to be kind of 
uh, playing center field a little bit. We're, we're kind of keeping the keeping the trains running and doing more national stuff, kind of like what we do on this show, mm-hmm. right? Is the analogy of keeping the trains running great? Do you know? Uh, do you know what that comes from? <laughs> <laughs> do you know who they talk about keeping the trains running on time, Patrick? Should we be using that one? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just referring to the humble conductor, the uh, America's overlooked um, blue collar job. Uh, that's what anyway, we're, keep going. Yeah, so we're, keep we're, going. We're, the, we're, the, we're the conductors, okay? And between between and my, the, my connection to Argentina. Yeah, and the trains are carrying things that are good. They're carrying <laughs> treats and goodies and things that people like. And it's we've the got Polar a, Express. We're on the Polar the, Express. Yeah, we're on the that's Polar Express. We're on the Bipolar Express, and we're, we're having a great time. <laughs> and we're headed to Bushwick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's sort of the idea is that, that Ryan and I are going to be kind of doing what we do on the podcast in, in a, in a written form. Um, and like Ryan said, and, and Ryan will be doing Ohio state stuff too. I will not be doing Ohio state stuff. Let the record show. <laughs> I am not watching a single Ohio state game this season, even if it's an He's important game. I have no interest. I'm good. Um, He's going to watch. I, yeah, sure. Um, I have enjoyed the uh, Ohio State's recruiting falling off a cliff immediately after I said it was going to do that. Um, Shut up. But, uh, <laughs> you're, being the, you're being a little silly drama queen. You're being silly and you're being a drama queen. We don't uh, have to do this in the announcement. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a, I would say, a metric ton of things coming on that soon. Is there anything detail-wise we want to mention about what that's going to mean for this show and and for maybe other um, things that people can I listen guess to. another thing we should say is that uh if you're a ohio state fan this podcast me kevin and dj will have an ohio state podcast coming as part of the launch yeah um so keep your eye out for that uh, it's yes. gonna be called high street freaks so yep. keep your eye out for the high street freaks coming to bark at your door um if you know any buckeye fans still have the good word if you know any college football fans who aren't don't know us yet uh, I know we've told you guys to spread the word already, but now's time to do so. This is yeah. uh, this is definitely now the we time, mean it. Peak time. Yeah, before we yeah. were joking, now we're serious. <laughs> now you really yeah, and also I, I, <laughs> we really mean it this time. But I think the biggest thing we want to have too is like I, I'm sure a lot of you guys kind of came up in the same era that me and Patrick did, where like which was the era of like the rivals two four seven, you know, message board culture, yeah, which is the which, I, I will mention that was the original name of the website was rivals two four seven. <laughs> we did throw that around yeah, 24/7 rivals, etc. um yeah but uh the thing is, is of course like the message board culture of those places suck right like yep. unfortunately it's filled with boomers people who don't want to talk to about football our goal is to have the side of college football coverage be like the smarter side of coverage talking about the team talking about the sport in the entire way truly consuming the whole the whole the everything all about it yeah um to turn that into a conversation piece for smarter for culture football fans, take it seriously. Like you guys have grown up in the post ESPN, uh, post shutdown forecast era. Obviously it's still going, but like you've consumed college football content, like in the serious traditional way of the Stu Mandel freaks. And you consume yeah. it in the ironic way of the SB nation era. That's us all cool. It all has its place. Mm. We understand that. and want to have our own niche too. It has something you guys can talk about a place. People who feel like you who joke on Twitter, but still actually are a passionate freak about your team and care about sport as a whole and like to watch a random thursday night game between uh you know louisville and and app state and get jazzed up about that and that's cool and that's what we want to embrace and you should come uh be a part of our community and join us yeah yeah for sure we're definitely going to have more details on this i'll say as well if you like flipping the field and would like to listen to more of it there's going to be an avenue for you to do that there is a uh oh yeah oh yes there will be there will be plenty of opportunities for more flipping the field we will have more on that in the coming days um but uh yeah we're we're really excited about this we've been working on this for god like four or five months now right it's been 
it's been quite some time that we've been that we've been thinking about this and and working through it and um just about to uh to launch time now like ryan said august 1st is our yeah. is our day and uh yeah i, I you, when you guys get my ceo mindset content coming through the podcast <laughs> it's gonna be unreal <laughs> yeah you're uh yeah we're, we're we're electing you you're you're gonna be our uh you're the your official title is actually dave portnoy you have been announced as our dave oh, yeah. portnoy and so that is sort of be that's gonna be kind of what you're doing and i'm uh whoever the guy that they have over there keeping the actual trains running in reference to the original thing that that meant uh, that's what Barstool is doing. <laughs> we are not doing that, to be clear. But that is what Barstool oh, boy. is doing. That's uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's gonna be really cool. We're really excited about it. Like I like I guess like Ryan said, tell uh, tell a friend, let them know. It's it's uh, maybe let them know on August first when you can send them an actual link. Um, but uh, be on the uh, be on the lookout for more news about that. It is going to be a a, a deluge in the uh, in the next couple of days here. Yeah. Also, we will help you. Listen, we'll get your Twitter followers up too, right? You guys are gonna have to follow each other on Twitter. We're gonna make it important. Yeah. Um. So if you're if you're a little broke boy with no followers, if you're a little oh i have double digit followers shut up first of all second get your money up yeah third join me to midfield yeah i don't know why i admit it's the last actually not important part of the piece at all i just wanted to say that okay yeah um, all right do business you, mindset would you all right, like... <laughs> <laughs> business mindset let's talk about another quickly rising uh upstart institution that uh sooner than later millions will be consuming and talking about ryan it's kansas it's Kansas football. Um, we love these guys. I, earnestly, we love these guys. I know that it's it's you know funny to say about a two and ten team, and like they're not going to be good in the traditional sense. I don't think, but like I really like legitimately. I really like what they're doing here. I think that obviously we have our prior Lance Leipold biases, but like they return most of their starters, and they showed real promise at the end of last season and they have a quarterback who I really like and Jalen Daniels and like I don't know I I like a lot of what they're doing we this is what we thought he Lance would do and he's he's done it already he's already doing it they look like a Lance Leipold team um they do they do look like a Lance Leipold team I mean they're fun they're they're a mean little nasty team that pisses you off when you play them um and I mean this is the, the other part too it's exciting for us is it's his first full offseason with them right yeah. like he didn't get to show up until uh, he didn't have an actual practice with his team until August when the season started last year. Yeah. And despite that, he still beat Texas. He led Oklahoma for three quarters and they were like famously opening the gates for anyone to come in Yes. Uh, and come, come watch. Uh, he lost by just one score in the final two games the season against TCU and WU. Like yeah. it's badass, man. Um, they're going to be young across the board this year. I know, but one of the youngest teams in the country, honestly, but there are still some reasons for excitement. Mean, Jalen Daniels is one you mentioned mm-hmm. software eligibility. Um, he inspired confidence at, at, the quarterback last season I'll, you know, I'll stepping mention, in when jason bean got injured and yeah I'll, over the final four games okay yeah, I'll, I'll mention too like they're young but not in an inexperienced way necessarily like a lot of these guys yeah they have a lot of sophomores and juniors that they're starting but a lot of these guys started last year too you know like they had that progress last year they had those signs of life with a lot of freshmen with a lot of sophomores and and you know they're still gonna be young this year but it's not necessarily the kind of young where you're like Oh, these guys are starting over, right? Like these are guys who have some experience in the program already. You know, most of the offensive line has experience in the program. They've got Devin Neal back at running back. They added Kai Thomas this offseason. Like they're young, but they're young in a really interesting way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there, there's a lot to. I mean, a lot to be excited about here. They have, like you said, it's 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 Jason, it's a uh, Jason Bean. It's Jalen Daniels. It's the two running backs with sophomore eligibility. 
uh, Devin Neal and Kai Thomas, who combined for over 1,500 yards last season. Um, Daniels completed 70% of his passes, 10 touchdowns against three turnovers. Um, four offensive line starters are back. Like, the receivers in this team are, are pretty mid, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, this is a team that should be able to move the football, which, like, puts you in a game, right? Like, with, like, yeah. with the way they do it, it puts you in a game. That's which is all you can ask for right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that the offense will be – plucky right which is i mean literally when was the last time we could say that about kansas is it 2007 right i don't know that kansas has looked like this in more than a in more than i mean 15 fucking years it's been 15 years since kansas we've been able to say anything like this about kansas and yeah, yeah. they were two and ten last year and they're not going to be going to like a you know like that team did. they're not going to be going to like a new year's six game or anything but they have signs of life for the first time in forever forever they look like a competently run program with an actual direction that they're heading in yeah i mean i, I couldn't agree more um it's it, it's exciting dude i'm just pumped for them as a fan base too like they finally yeah. get the chance to have something fun here um good for them like honestly good for kansas fans who've stuck it out yeah happy for you uh <laughs> i don't know if you've any of us any of you listen to us but i'm happy for you guys if, if you find us we'll yeah play. um the defense, the defense is a little tough. Look, they're gonna fuck the offense. The defense is gonna be tricky. Um, they had the worst defense power by football last year. Uh, yeah. I know we talked about Dukes, but if it's not Duke, it was Kansas. Yeah. Um, they do have four transfers coming in. They think are gonna contribute. Um, former Ohio State linebacker Craig Young's apparently been ripping it up in in practice. I could believe he, that. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> he should have been starting Ohio State, if we're being honest, but. Yes. You know, whatever. It's just, yeah. yeah. For those of you who are not familiar, Craig Young is, I want to say, 6'4", 228, uh, playing linebacker. He played safety in high school. He played cornerback in high school. He famously, he got his offer at Ohio State when he was camping, um, and he played every position on defense, like safety all the way down to defensive end, just played all of them, was good at all of them. He's a freak. He is, a, he is an absolute monster. Ohio State's uh, inability to deploy him was not a Craig Young issue. It was an Ohio State issue. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I, I can talk about Ohio State personnel for hours. I shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, they also brought in Michigan State corner Kalen Gervin, who's been in college football for 19 years, it feels like. Yeah. Um, UCF linebacker Eric Gilliard and all-MAC defensive end Lonnie Phelps of yes. Miami, Ohio, probably their best addition. Um, yeah, Phelps is awesome. I like – yeah, he's good. I like their safety, Kenny Logan, who was all Big 12 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive line was really bad, right? They had the yeah. worst stop rate in the country, the second fewest TFLs in the country um if they can't get some disruption this year like the rest of the defense won't matter that much they have they have to improve yeah and i think that they will right i think lonnie phelps is better than anything that they have had on the defensive line in quite some time um they do bring back some experience granted it's not guys who played very well last year like caleb sampson didn't play very well malcolm lee didn't play very well but they are back uh sam bird is back as well it's a it's a one of the more experienced units on the team. It just wasn't very good last year, but I do think that Lonnie Phelps is going to add a lot to this defensive line and will open things up for his, his counterparts uh, because of what he can do on the outside. He's so quick. He is such a quick edge rusher. And I think that he's going to make things a lot easier on those other guys. Yeah. Um, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. You know, I'm rooting for Kansas. Yeah. I am outright rooting for these guys. I, I make yeah, no pretensions about that. Yeah. Uh, it's what we want. Um, and I have faith in Lance Leopold to continue improving. Right? Like, I don't think, Necessarily, it's going to be this year, but there are pieces that make you look at like your three or your four of his tenure is, is exciting, right? They should yeah. keep showing progress has fallen. And if they do, like, what's next is exciting, right? Like, he, I mean, he's had the same coordinators with them um, since 2013, Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah. Uh, and every time we know what the results are, right? Yeah. We've seen it happen at 
uh, two different schools already at two different levels. I think it'll happen again here. I just, I, I have trust and faith in Lance Leopold and Kansas. And I, I, I don't think, again, I'm not saying anything great's going to happen this year. They got a pretty tough schedule, but um, they can do something. Yeah, we're going to look at this schedule now, but I, I think that this is probably the year, the old uh, saying is that you lose big, lose close, win close, win big, right? As a, as a ideal developmental curve as a football program. Obviously, it doesn't always work like that. And that was a rich rod thing. But this is probably going to be more of the losing close year. Last year, they did lose some games pretty big, but they, they really dialed it in at the end of the season. And so I think that you're going to see a lot of Kansas being competitive, even in losses. And that makes me think that they're probably, and they did this last year with Texas, but that makes me think that they're probably going to get somebody or a couple somebodies, right? Maybe Texas. Maybe Texas, <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's always Texas. If you're Kansas, you can always beat Texas. It's like not a big deal, apparently. Uh, so schedule, they start with Tennessee Tech at home as a win. Uh, at West Virginia, week two is interesting. It's an interesting week two game because I think West yeah. Virginia is going to be very bad. I This is not I, like... There are not going to be very many games on the schedule that I'm going to pick Kansas in, but there also aren't going to be a lot that I'm like, oh, there's no way, right? Yeah, and I mean, especially like West Virginia too, everything they're doing here is new. Like like their whole team is new. Yeah. Kansas at least has some continuity. Yeah. Now, I think they're – man, man if they lose this game, Neil Brown's just getting fired, right? It's yeah. happening. It doesn't matter what happens the rest of the year. If he loses to Pitt and Kansas back-to-back, he's can. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I could kind of see it, right? Like uh, Kansas is going to be fired up for this game. West Virginia is going to be. Those two transfers they got are, or they got um, what? Sean Ryan from Syracuse and another receiver that I like a little bit too. Is this West Virginia? Um, what is this West Virginia? Yeah, they got yeah. a. Was it a Maryland receiver? Or did they lose it? Hang on, let me just. I have it pulled up in here. Um, I think they lost a receiver. Uh, okay, the other way. Okay, they're probably going to suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm very low on West Virginia. I, it might be a situation where we pick up a handful of games and say that they get one or two of them, and I think that West Virginia would be included in that. Yeah, let's say this. Look, they're going to beat Tennessee Tech. Yep. They play at West Virginia, which we'll put in that, that box. of yep. they'll, we'll, they'll get one of them. Um, they play at Houston, which they will lose. Yes. They get Duke at home, which I think they will win. I agree. They, In fact, they have to win to have a decent season. Yeah. Um, then they get – here's uh, some uh, the other games in the box to me if they could win yeah. are TCU at home, Iowa State at home. Those are October 1st and 8th. I reversed them. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they get Texas at home and Texas Tech on the road. Yes. All of those five games, like at West Virginia, at Texas Tech, and then home against Texas, TCU, and Iowa State, they'll steal one. I think they might get two, honestly. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I am – we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I think Iowa State is going to be fucking atrocious this year. I think Iowa State is going to be deeply shitty to its core. And so I, I kind of think Kansas is actually better than Iowa State this year. I think Iowa Man. State is really fucking bad. They have not recruited at all. They got no players on their team. They forgot to get good players. They forgot the good players. But <laughs> I don't think, like, ah, there's just still a gap, right? There's just still a gap. I guess. <laughs> I'll give you whatever. You gave me a couple last on the ACC so that, preview. That's, that's, that's the... I'll give you four and eight if you want it that bad. Yeah, so four and eight. I mean, that's damn good right it doesn't sound good but that's damn good that's damn damn good for kansas when was the last time they won four games they were my only tier four team by the way let's talk about tier three do you want to start off on west virginia really quick uh i'm gonna have you start on west virginia while i figure out when the last time kansas won four games was okay i think it's probably like three or four years ago okay they did it 
you cut out. Say that again. I muted myself by accident. Oh. Uh, I think they played like two FCS teams in a season relatively recently. Um, anyway, uh, West Virginia, right? Neil Brown is basically, he's a longtime OC who's had nothing but terrible offenses in his entire tenure at BU. Yeah. He got killed in the transfer portal. He lost six of his starters transferring to other programs, not even all of them P5, uh, losing lots of key players. I mean, he developed a few of them in his first three seasons, a very few players, but he just had three players drafted in three seasons. None of them are higher than the fifth round. And, Eight years, Dana Holgerson had 25 players, yeah, uh, including four first rounders and eight day two selections. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that like Dana Holgerson was perfect in West Virginia. Obviously, he was imperfect himself, and I'm not saying that like Brown is is hopeless, but it doesn't look good. I'll say that it does not look good. Uh, um, real quick, uh, the last time Kansas won at least four games was 2009. They went five and seven. Whoa, yeah, it's Damn. been a while. They've had more zero win seasons in the last uh however long that's been since then then they have had four win seasons uh they've had two zero win seasons and and zero with uh with with four or more uh so that would be groundbreaking that would be that would be program changing kind of success for kansas to go for it anyway continue yeah yeah fair enough um on the offense, we're trying to jumpstart here, but just kind of importing like the shitty USC air raid the last several years. Yeah. Uh, they have JT Daniels starting here at quarterback. He has two years of eligibility left, including this season. Um, and they also brought in Graham Harrell, his OC. Yeah. Um, at receiver, they have Winston Wright, Sam James, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Caden Prather, which is a talented receiving core. And they're going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, they have all five starters back of the O line, including a couple names for Ohio State and Pitt fans, respectively. Uh, one is former Ohio State commit, Doug Nestor, yeah. and former Whippy will stand out, James Gemeiter. Um, I assume this team will also not be able to run the football at all. Yes. Um, that would be, yeah, because, as, it has, as it has been recently, yeah. As it has been, for also, not just for Russia, but also for, I guess, they Letty Brown, who was decent, but every Graham Harrell offense ever has never run the football. Yeah, I'll also um, mention the the number one backup on this team, Lynn J. Dixon, immediately entered the transfer portal again. He showed up, he was here for like two weeks, and then he entered the transfer portal again. He said, fuck Pretty this. funny. No he thanks. was like, mm, no thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's probably going to be Tony Mathis Jr. at halfback. Who yeah, is, on defense. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just he's meh. Uh, the defense is yeah. in hell. The defense is in serious, serious trouble. Yeah, they're in hell here. Look, the Stills brothers are friends of the show. Uh, yeah. They've been a heart and soul this defense for a few years now. Darius is gone, but Dante is back. Dante's great. He's a legitimately excellent player, dude. I mean, yeah. two All Big Twelve nods, a freshman All American badge. Um, he's got a shot to retire at the most sacks and TFLs in school history, both of which are currently held by his dad. Yeah. Uh, I'm leading with him just because he's the only bright mark on this defense. Yeah. Uh, all but one of their starters, the secondary, are gone. The top two non-stills players, the front seven, who are Key Mesador and Josh Chandler Semedo, are gone to the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, they didn't generate pressure. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't defend the pass well. They backslid from 2020-2021, and I don't, I don't really see any reason it won't. They lost some coaches on defense. Like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's um, I like Jasir, uh, yeah, Jasir Cox, who's a transfer from North Dakota State, as a as a spear safety is what they call it. But like, I just there's not much here. There's not much here, and the defense already got worse last year with far more returning production. Um, I think that it's a I think it's a bad year for West Virginia's defense, and really for West Virginia as a whole. This is not a good football team. I don't think. Uh, we they open the season on Thursday night, uh, September first at Pitt Backyard Brawl. Yeah, it's not going to be good. That's going to be an ugly game. We already talked about that in the AC preview. You heard us talk about it. That's an oh, a fat zero and one. 
Kansas at home, I, I still think they win just because of the offensive personnel, but I don't feel good about that pick at all. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't like the offensive personnel. That's the issue. It's like, yeah, they have it, but I don't like it. I don't think it's good. A decent O-line, like, I guess. decent enough quarterback, decent enough receivers. Like, Man, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Like probably, if Kansas has shown any ability to get pressure on the quarterback, I would feel differently, but okay. that's just the biggest flaw. Yeah, that's fair. So then Towson at home is another win. So two and one tentatively uh, at Virginia tech and at Texas are both losses, I think. Right. Yeah. Texas could be a game where Texas really blows that though, just by the yeah. virtue of the fact that both these teams are going to just throw it all day. Yeah. I mean, Texas won't blow it because they have much better talent, mm-hmm. but like that's a fluky game where Virginia just get hot and, and yeah. just, you know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah, Get some so that's two and three, potentially one and four if things go. That's a classic Texas loss, losing like a three and nine four narrow streak team. Yeah, at, at home too, they love to do that. Uh, then bye week, oh, yeah. uh, bye week into a short week game Thursday night against Baylor at home. Brutal, brutal. <laughs> brutal game that everybody's going to be watching as you get the shit kicked out of you by Baylor. Um, So that is two and four uh, at Texas tech TCU at home at Iowa state. I think they probably get two of those. One of those, they get one, right? Uh, Do they? Probably. Right. I don't think any of those three teams are going to be good by any, by any means. Uh, I don't know, dude. I think they might. Uh, hmm. They'll get one of <laughs> after after the bye week. I think they get maybe one win. If they get lucky, they get one of Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State. Maybe you're okay. right. Maybe one. So we're gonna say three and two nine. and is, oh yeah, three because they Kansas. So three and nine. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's gonna get fired. Yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. I don't know. What's the path back, dude? Like, what's what's the yeah. path back? Like, I dude? honestly, I don't know that Neil Brown is like that bad of a coach. I think he's just a really bad fit for this job for whatever reason. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. He did a great yeah. job at Troy. It's just not. This is a hard. It's a hard place to win. It really is. It's not. It's not considered that because of its history. But this is a hard place to win. It, it's just there's not a ton of guys there, you know. And and it's. Uh, I, I think it gets easier with the new additions with Cincinnati being in the league, but like not by much. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just don't. This program to me, like, it, it has a fan base that cares about football. They just don't. It's not in the Big Twelve, brother. Yeah. Right. Um, Next Iowa up. State. This is the team I barely want to talk about. We just speed. I'm gonna speed through Iowa State as fast as possible here. Yeah. I'm so tired of Matt Campbell. Uh, it's it just the cycle starting all over again, right? It's what he always does. He had a core of young players who started together for several consecutive seasons. They did nothing. They finally got their culmination. Yeah. Totally blew all of his advantage. All the hype was for nothing. He now lost all of those good players. He wants to start a new young core that will grow together for several seasons. They'll develop expectations because of an upset win this year and a couple next year. And they'll blow it again with the seniors and go eight and four. I want them to get preseason hype. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about these guys. They have 17 players who left the transfer portal, including three starters, the secondary alone. Um, the teams, the players of the team are tired of Campbell's bullshit, right? I mean, I, I have to believe it. He's not a culture guy. He can't recruit a sustainable level. He doesn't coach well in games. He doesn't hire creative, creatively. He never beats his rival. He's just a fucking mediocre loser coach. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be bad. This is going to be a bad year for Iowa State because, like, the only the only nice thing they have is strength coach Dave Andrews, who's a friend of the podcast, and and Xavier Hutchinson's pretty good out wide. But like, yeah, that's whatever. It. He's a dork. That's it, man. Will <laughs> McDonald the fourth is okay. Uh, defense doesn't have anybody else though. He's he's one of like three starters back. The offense there's no quarterback. I mean, literally. As you listen to this show, 
right? You're, you're driving your car. I want you to slam on the brakes right now, especially if you're on the freeway. Slam on the brakes. And think yep. to yourself, who's the quarterback at Iowa State? Do you know the answer? Do you know where your Iowa State quarterback is right now? I don't think you do. I certainly don't know who it is. It's Hunter Deckers. Who the fuck is Hunter Deckers? What are you people talking about? That's a that's a backup like uh, a CFL lineman. Apparently, he's a former four-star recruit. This is ridiculous. They're just giving it to fucking anybody now. I'm a stars don't matter guy in the other direction. I think there are too many four stars. We gotta get rid of some of these guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this sucks. This sucks. They're gonna be really bad. They're they were not very good last year, and they have lost all of their players who were even keeping them kind of decent. Uh, this is a huge, I think, crater year for them. Yeah, no choice but to agree. Um, uh, I, I mean, like they've got a couple built-in wins in the schedule, I think, but yeah, a couple might be it. Like I think they may win three games this year. Yeah, to they, be honest. And yeah, they've got start the season. Southeast Missouri is a win. Uh, at Iowa is a unthinkable loss. It is a and a the, game you should not watch. Yeah, and a, a game that you absolutely that is that's right. You should not watch. Uh, then Ohio at home is a win, two and one. Uh, that might be it. That might be the end of them winning. They get Baylor at home, <laughs> uh, go to Kansas, Kansas State at home at Texas. I don't think they're going to win a single one of those games. These guys yeah, are, I have losing out. These yeah. guys are really bad. And then Oklahoma at home, West Virginia at home, they might win. At Oklahoma State, Texas Tech at home, they might win. At TCU, I think at most we're talking about four and eight, and that is very generous. Yeah, I have them realistically three and nine, but I give them a bump for the, the, the Iowa State win. They manufacture that doesn't matter. That just like the other team throws four unthinkable interceptions and they go four and eight. Um, I'm gonna say three and nine. I think that the bump gets them to three and nine. I think they're two and ten on their own. I, I think that this is. I think this is. I, I think Southeast Missouri and Ohio are real wins, and then one okay, of Kansas, sure. West Virginia, Texas Tech, or TCU okay. is yeah. a regular win for them, and then they have one bullshit win somewhere. Maybe Kansas State, like yeah. in October, or something. Okay. Like and they find a way to squeeze out let's yeah. let's give them four okay four and eight shitty dog shit team um let's move on texas tech is up next um what's the deal with these fucking guys what is their what's their problem why are they joey mcguire is the most life insurance salesman ass coach of college football yeah uh the athletic included an anecdote about him doing a power hour where all of his coaches recruit uh, call recruits for an hour together basically doing like smile and dial shit you do in a sales floor <laughs> Uh, they're now <laughs> speedrunning the mid 2010s Tennessee tactic of taking like 30 recruits by June, losing all the good ones for the rest of the year. Yeah, they announced a 200 million dollar football facility, which is awesome. If you just forget that you can use that money to pay players instead, yeah. Um, they're nasty little freaks fan base, and I don't like them. Yeah, this is the uh, fucking this is the uh, the Wolf of Wall Street football team where it's like all made up, it's all none of it is real. There's nothing actually happening here, they're lying to you. Is uh, this is the hottest stock on the market? It's like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? House of Cards. House of Cards, dude. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> hiring uh, hiring Zach Kitley from Western Kentucky as OC is a really good hire, though. I got to yeah. give him that. Uh, yeah. I, I really like that hire. I, I can let you talk about his track record if you'd like, if you want to do some Zach Kitley talk. Sure. Yeah, he, he did a really good job at Western Kentucky. Unfortunately, he did not bring his quarterback with him this time. His quarterback here is uh, Tyler Shuck, who is fucking awful. Awful quarterback. Just not not capable of playing quarterback at this level, uh, which is going to hurt them, I think, that they don't have a quarterback who can run the air raid. But, um, yeah, he's a good coordinator. I, I don't know why he took this job. I think he could have gotten a good one. Um, but it certainly fits the history of the program. He he will improve the offense. It's just that there's – it's bad. It's, it's a bad offense. They don't have any good players on it, and they don't have a good quarterback. And so I don't know how much it's really going to matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... 
<laughs> I agree. I mean, yeah, Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith is a redshirt sophomore. Uh, it's basically a question whether they let Tyler Shuck hang on to the starting job or not, because Donovan is the future for them, I guess. Like, yeah. They seem to be excited about him. He's kind of like the foundation of what their recruiting model is based on. He's just a good, super athletic player at 6'5", 240. Yeah. He completed 61% of his passes, one counting for 10 total touchdowns and over 1,300 yards last season against just two turnovers. Yeah. That's from his four starts at the end of the season. Um, I think they just take their lumps now and kind of let Smith do his thing. But yeah, I wouldn't I play Tyler Shuck because I know he sucks, but whatever. It is very funny, the pairing of uh, we want to go get really athletic guys from the state of Texas, even at quarterback. And we're also going to run the air raid. Maybe, maybe not the best pairing in the world. Famously, yeah. what you want for the air raid is a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound quarterback who's not super accurate but runs really well. That's exactly what you're looking for in the air raid. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know, man. Whatever. Who? Yeah. It's fucking Texas Tech. They suck. Uh, their offensive line only has two stars returning. Also, a whole bunch of transfers and JUCO guys for other spots. The two deep, like yeah. It's probably the worst position to have the lack of cohesion preparation they have. I mean, it's just like the skill core is decent, but I don't really have any. I just don't have any belief yeah. in this program. I don't like Troy McGuire. I don't. I don't like them. Overall. This is, to be um, clear, very different. It's worth noting than what Cliff Kingsbury was doing, which was bringing in transfers and JUCO guys to run the air raid. Uh, Texas Tech now is bringing in transfers and JUCO guys to run the air raid, but they're uh, posting about it. They're having a lot of fun, yeah. and that is different. That's that's significantly different enough to merit three hundred different articles from the same fucking losers every week. Yeah, that's uh, it's a big difference. This is way different than what Cliff Kingsbury was doing. It's not just the same goddamn thing that they did five years ago. Yeah, uh, they drive me insane. Dude, I hate this fucking program. They can suck my pee hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the defense. Uh, I mean. I don't know. They hired a DC as their head coach. Is a DC who worked under a defensive head coach, the one who called the plays. I mean, yeah. McGuire worked under Dave Aranda. Um, Tim DeRoyter is a solid hire, though. I guess, like, uh, I mean, I kind guess. of. I know I you guess. don't like him. This, um, it's a, it's a, you know, in 2015, this is the hire of the off season. Wow, they got Tim DeRoyter. It's uh, really excited to see who replaces Barack Obama. I don't care. I'm not calling him Tim DeRoyter. His name is Tim DeRoyter to me until he wins some games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. He's fine. He's okay. He he certainly didn't do a great job at Oregon, I would say, given what he had there. I would probably have expected a little bit more. Yeah, than the to fucking... the least. And I mean, and the guys he had a linebacker, he had fucking Noah Suell and Justin Flo at linebacker, and now he has yeah. nobody at linebacker. Remember, goddamn 3-4. Yeah. It's not going to work, man. No, it's not going to um, work. I don't know. Like, they might figure it out. They'll have a decent... There's just a... I don't like Texas Tech. They're just a boring football team. Um, I kind of begrudgingly respect them. I think they're just like a further along the curve of Kansas with more advantages. Um, I don't know. They, if, I don't think they're gonna make a bowl game, but like they're they're, all, they're there. They're playing football. They're they're in the FBS. Yeah, they're, te- they're playing games. That's the that's the uh, the best subhead we could think of for Texas Tech is they're playing football. <laughs> sure enough, folks, Texas Tech is playing football once again. We just can't get them to we can't get them to stop. We've tried. We've said, guys, it's fine. Do you just stop playing? And they're like, no, we th- we th- we're going to handle it. We're going to get it this year. 
they're not. This is a. I really just dislike this uh, this conference. I don't know what to say about it. Like, I, yeah. I, as you guys may tell by my engagement, I'm struggling to enjoy this preview. Yeah, I usually at least have fun with the bad teams. We gotta get through some of these shitty teams. Get out of the ones that are interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of these guys. All right, let's talk schedule <laughs> real quick. Murray State at home is a win. Houston at home. That's a basketball a team. They should not be playing football. Yeah, Houston at home is a loss, a major loss, a a, a groundbreaking, significant, probably record shattering loss. Um, cause I can't imagine that Houston is super pleased with what has happened this off season at Texas tech. Um, and then like Barry Sanders in his, in his final season, they're breaking the record the following week by getting their ass kicked even worse by NC state. On yes, yes, yes. On the road at NC state. Um, then Texas at home, I think is a loss at Kansas state is a loss at Oklahoma state is a loss. This is a one in five start, uh, by week. I think they probably beat West Virginia at home. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so two and five. Baylor at home, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, at TCU, probably not. Two and seven. Kansas at home, maybe. Okay, um, I think so. I'll yeah, give them that. So, so three, and, three and seven at Iowa State, not impossible. Um, but I don't know, probably not. I think it's probably three and nine. I think it comes out in the wash as three and nine. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, what can, I, I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. Three and nine. All right, who do we have next? Next, who do we have next? We have the Freaks at TCU. Um, oh, I'm going to wind up saying some good things about this team, but I just want to say at the top, I do not respect Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Uh, leaving a head coaching yeah. job at the rival to jump to the other side of the rivalry is disgusting. I do not condone it. I don't care what level the two teams are playing at. This is fucked up. Yeah, it's shameful. Shameful, shameful should, stuff. Just no, you don't, you don't respect college football. Yeah, yet. you have no pride in your life if you are doing this. If you, no, you're as, a worm. Yeah, you are, you are below... You are below the uh, the level expected of college football coaches in terms of morality, which is extremely low. It is a low bar, and he has somehow. Gone you're a little that. fucking cotton weevil. Yeah, you're a you're, little. You're a, sick a fucking little, shrub. You're a sick little guy. Um, he's a good football coach, but God, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, just a dick. Yeah, uh, I think Quentin Johnson. He does say this. Maybe the most underrated receiver in the country. Quentin Johnson's good. Um, yeah, he's good. It's too bad that you Max have the Dogan obvious top three of like Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Keishon Boudet, and and Jordan Addison, but like beyond those three, like I don't know there's a receiver I would say definitively is 100 percent better than him. Like yeah. he's a true bag chaser, man. He's a good player. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he does have a war criminal 19th year senior quarterback and Max Duggan who blows. Yeah. Uh, I'm praying they pull Max Duggan both for his own health. He's been injured constantly, and for their football health. Yeah. Uh, he's terrible. The only other option they have, too, is Oklahoma transfer Chandler Morris, the son of Chad Morris, who is probably not good, but at least he's not Max Duggan, Chandler, right? Like, Chandler Morris got to play a little bit last year. He looked legitimately okay. I think he pulled off an upset or nearly did, but he's also like five foot eight. He's not like he's he doesn't he's not a he's not an FBS quarterback. There's a reason that he's here because of Chad Morris specifically, right? It's like this is a he's a very small man. He is a, he's a little fella, truly, and I, I don't know what the ceiling can be for a quarterback who is five foot eight. That isn't like Kyler Murray. Cause he's not Kyler Murray. <laughs> not Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't like little quarterbacks. I don't like, I don't know. I, I was going to say the phrase, I don't like little people, which will come back against me, but <laughs> I don't mean it in that sense. I just mean like little football players. Yeah. Um, unless they're Deuce Vaughn. I like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. We like, he's Deuce cool. Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have five linemen with 12 career starts back. Uh, it's a sunny Dykes roster. They're going to score points. Who cares? Fuck them. Yep. Um, TCU was not far behind Kansas or Duke as the worst P5 defense in the country last year, which is tough when your head coach is Gary Patterson. That is insane. That. Yeah, that is insane uh, that they were doing that by the end of his tenure. It, it's really wild how how much he had lost control of what they were doing. Uh, 
man it's uh it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous um but yeah who else do they have fucking what do they got they got joe gillespie go go gillespie here now i like a lot it's also dc yeah he's good he's good he's good it's gonna take, uh, it's... he's running the three three five for them they have a front six kind of stack with experience and talent they have a good corner a couple good corners yeah and the only question mark is safety I, I think this team is actually kind of sneaky good which makes me a little bit mad I, I think the defense is going to take a while. I think it's going to be a couple years before this defense is ready to go, even with a I'm new... I'm a pro Joe Gillespie guy. Man. I, I am too, but like I don't think that these guys are talented enough to handle it. I, I think it's going to be a while. Yeah. Okay, well. But I, I think the offense is probably going to be okay. I mean, it's Sonny Dykes. It's hard for it to not be, and they return most of their guys. They did lose, very funny, they did lose Zach Evans immediately. As soon as he started playing, they lost Zach Evans. He's out of here. Fuck this. I'm going to the SEC. He's an Ole Miss now, right? Yep. He and uh, and another former Dykes guy, Ulysses Bentley. Something about Sonny Dykes that just makes running backs want to go to Ole Miss. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but yes, he is gone. In, in his place, they have very little. There's not a whole lot going on here. Keandre Miller, or Kendra Miller, rather, and Imani Bailey, who's a transfer from Louisiana. He's okay. Um, but rushing attack's not really going to be the focus here anyway. Yeah, I think the offense is going to be fine. It was fine last year. It probably takes a step forward. I just don't know uh, that the defense really is is in the same boat, right? I think it's going to take some time. I, I, I like Gillespie a lot, but I think it's going to take some time. Okay. Um, schedule? Yeah, so they start the season with... I. This is the wrong Colorado schedule. Colorado on the road. Yes. Yes, they start the season with Colorado on the road. That's a win, right? That's a, one of those. That's one of those fun. Uh, who's the shittiest uh, team in in Power Five football games? Yeah, yeah, classic kind of game. I I don't think that TCU is quite on uh, has quite stooped to Colorado's level. So I'm going to say that that's a win. Then they get Tarleton State at home. Really interesting, very strange program. That's a win as well. Um, but keep that name in your mind because I think Tarleton State's going to be FBS sooner than later. They are putting a lot of money into their football program. Uh, off week, really bad time for an off week. The old two wins against two incompetent programs and then a bye week in September. Is, That's uh, not what you want no, to be doing. No. Then they come back at SMU. Um, that is a that's a loss, right? Even if we don't think SMU is going to be like amazing this year, that is a loss. There's no way TCU is winning that game. Yeah. Um, I, I mean... <laughs> Man, we might we might need to we we mentioned the new site earlier. We might need to send somebody to that fucking game. That's gonna be a nightmare for TCU. If SMU SMU might just kick their ass. Like yeah. they might just have some horses and kick their ass. Dude, like think about the environment of that game. It is gonna be nasty. It's gonna be nasty. Yeah. Oh, uh I, I don't know, man. I think there's gonna be a lot of some fight. This is some fighting. This is a fighting game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that September Texas Heat too. Oh yeah. Whichever team loses, it's gonna be like sweaty and disgusting and miserable and pissed off. And either your former head coach or your current head coach is gonna beat by his former players. So there's just some uh, bitter amenity. Yeah. There's gonna be a coach fighting a player in this game. It's gonna I'm gonna watch this game intently. Yeah, this all sounds to me like a DJ Burn special, if you ask me. This <laughs> sounds right up his alley. Who listened to um well, I think the problem is, unfortunately, whenever we send any of our people to Dallas, there's some, uh, there's we've just had, certain routes we shouldn't be driving to Dallas. Well, we've had down some, there. we've had some issues in the past, but we've also had some successes in the past with sending our <laughs> agents to Dallas. It's just a thing that we, as an organization, and I don't think I need to say the name, uh, we have, you know, we've we've done before, and it's something that we might do again at some point, perhaps because there's a new. 
leader who we're a little bit weary of that has taken over a program that's going to be coming to Dallas. And of course, that is Sonny Dykes, the uh, the next evolution, many are saying, of John F. Kennedy. He is the he is the second <laughs> coming. Um, and we're going to we're going to have somebody there. That's all I'm saying. And it's, you know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, after so they start out, what, two and one? Yeah. Uh, before they go to they get Oklahoma at home, which is two and two. Yep. Uh, at, and at, Kansas at Kansas is not easy. I think they probably win that game, three and two, but it's not easy. Um, I think. Did is... they beat? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I thought you were talking about Oklahoma for a second. I spaced no. out. No, no, I think they beat Kansas. I think that that's a uh, that's a Quentin Johnson game where like it's close, but Quentin Johnson is too good for Kansas to handle. Uh, so that would be three and three two. and two uh then oklahoma state at home is a loss kansas state at home is a loss three and four yes. at west virginia i think is a win four and four texas tech at home i think is a win five and four at texas nah five and five at baylor five and six iowa state at home six and six so bowl game barely i think yeah that's not a bad first year honestly like that's not what he's expecting but that's that's decent yeah back to a ball game could be worse you know it, it, it could be uh you could be iowa state that's I, I wouldn't want to be yeah. them this year all right who's next uh we're down to tier one of the conference just Jesus. half the conference <laughs> we're just best half the teams this conference are not equal yeah um we're starting with kansas state here and chris climate i like chris climate a lot he's won seven rings north dakota state he's built a culture at kansas state yeah i think the program's going the right direction all the time he yeah, this is... creatively looks for players with market inefficiencies like deuce vaughn he kind of talked about this openly too where he's like yeah guys who have like weird wingspans or don't hit 40 times they're just really good on film uh we take them all the time yeah um so he now also has colin klein on staff as oc who you may remember from uh, he was a 2012 Heisman finalist for quarterback in Kansas State. Yep. And probably the last Kansas State player a lot of people could name before Deuce Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott, yeah, he, they had Skylar Thompson drafted a quarterback last year, which begs the question, why would you draft Skylar yeah, Thompson? Yeah, who would do such a thing? Who did yeah. that? Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I forgot to even write Let it down. Look. Let me pull oh it up God. really quick. I hadn't, I'm uh, Skylar Thompson was drafted Dolphins. by the Miami Dolphins. Jesus which, Christ. Those guys love quarterbacks, don't they? <laughs> Man, that's bad. Um, <laughs> well, the good news is for them, he's now replaced by Adrian Martinez, who you guys all know and love, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> and Adrian Martinez, who apparently just is a glutton for punishment, yeah, uh, is going to join an offensive line group that only has two starters back. Um, they have a new OC. There's Vaughn. I actually kind of like Adrian Martinez, all things considered. He's okay. Very deep receiver in tight end room. Like, if the line comes together... There's something here, right? Well, the good news is this isn't like a line-based program, right? This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like, not like a team that depends extremely heavily on development and experience up front. Surely, that's not something that Kansas State is doing. The team that runs gap uh, gap running schemes all game long with multiple pullers throughout, you know, uh, surely they don't do. They're not going to need the line to be good. I don't think. No, it'll be okay. They'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> Like, it probably will, but it's still, I've seen a lot of hype around this team, and it, it does feel like we're maybe overlooking the fact that, like, they really are kind of entirely dependent on the offensive line, and they've got a very, very new offensive line. It's not, and a new offensive coordinator. Like, it's not ideal. It's, it's, uh, it, it could certainly be better than what it is. Could be better. Could be better. Um, the defense is honestly going to be pretty fucking good, though. I, yeah. I got to give them that. They were like, great last this year. This is a too. good defense. Yeah. yeah, good defense last year. A lot of the top contributors are back. They were top 25 just about everything. Um, number 16 defensive SP plus, which is great. Yep. Um, Felix Anadike Azuma, who you probably already know if you're an NFL guy, 
uh, is going to be a first round pick. He is one of the best defensive ends in the country. Yeah. He is he's really good, man. Yeah, he he racked good. up uh, eleven sacks last year as a true sophomore. Um, nearly every starter contributor is back at every defensive position other than safety. Um, they did lose four seniors at safety, which is not great if you want to prevent. It's um, a lot of seniors. To prevent uh, <laughs> uh, big plays, you don't love that. Yeah, uh, it's a three-three-five defense, but they landed some good transfers, including a couple of FCS standouts in the JUCO product. Yeah, um, they have to develop players here in the back, in the secondary, the, the backfield defense. But um, this defense should be, I think, top twenty-five or thirty again. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's fair. I, I don't know that it's going to take a huge step forward, but I think it's probably about to. Uh... Yeah. You know, replicate what it did last year. I would, I would guess, and I think that Adrian Martinez on a co- on a on a team that is not coached by a born loser will be interesting, if nothing else. He's not like, he's not like good by the you know, he, he's not like a good quarterback. <laughs> but I think that he could be better than what he was able to do at Nebraska. Through, I don't think it was really his fault necessarily. And and like at least they have a at least they have a fucking ethos here. You know what I mean? Like at least yes. there's something they've yeah, got. They believe going in something. Them. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah they they have a they have a commitment to something. Yeah, I I I think they're gonna be pretty good i think that the offensive line is troubling the secondary is troubling and those are be limiting factors but um they're going to be kansas state right i think that it's about what we have seen from them in the past and what we will probably continue to see this is uh this is what people think matt campbell is this is what it actually this is actual matt campbell this is real matt campbell matt campbell with more challenges though less in my opinion but yep. uh let's get into their schedule man they open up with south dakota at home which is a win yep they get Missouri at home, which I think they win as well. I think I Missouri's going to be pretty shitty. Yeah, I do too. Uh, they get Tulane at home, which is a win. Yep. They go at Oklahoma. I think they lose that game, but I'm not putting Oklahoma any kind of pedestal this year. Like Oklahoma could lose a lot of games. I think yeah. they probably oh, – Kansas State wins this one. I if think. Kansas State got Kansas it Kansas State loses. Sorry. Loses yeah, it. if Kansas State got it at home, I would pick them. But at, at Oklahoma, I'm going to say that this is a loss. So 3-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech at home is 4-1. and one. At Iowa State is 5-1. and one. That's a great start. That's a that's a very yeah. good start. They're, they need every bit of it because it's a bye week. And then going into a bye week, yeah. Yeah, and then it's at TCU. I think is another win, 6-1. and one. Yep. Um, but then Oklahoma State at home is that's tricky. i think they lose that game that's what's that i think they lose that game i do too um so we're talking six and two texas at home i think they're gonna win that's the exact kind of game that texas loves to lose so i think that that's seven and two um and then yeah. at baylor i mean damn this might be a nine and three team at baylor seven and three at west virginia is a win kansas at home is a win so yeah nine and three i'd like to throw in an extra loss just to be safe here i like to predict eight and four okay yeah, I mean, this is a this is an eight and four. Program. <laughs> this is just a team I want yeah. to give a loss. Yeah, to. eight and four ass program. We might have given Iowa State this game if I remember correctly. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. I would track. Yeah, that's fine. Again, we four. don't we listen. This is about individual teams. We're not trying to be consistent across our. our no, this here. is a vibes based podcast. We're not trying to be correct. We're just trying to get the vibes right. And if the vibes are yeah. right, then we were right. And. Um, anything that we say on here is not financial advice, except for the stuff that is. Uh, that is financial advice, and that's coming soon. That is correct. Yeah. And speaking of vibes and financial advice, Patrick, we're going to take a quick little little pausey poo, so I can go get my vibes right, and uh, we can uh, we can return to talk about the vibes at in Austin, Texas. Back wood full of bug, full of bug. White cups full of drink, white cups full of drink. I came with Molly, but my Molly can't paint, but my Molly can't paint. Hit that shit, don't babysit it. Hit that shit, don't babysit it. Hit that shit, don't babysit it. 
Okay, it's Texas time. We've been dreading this Back moment. Back from the vibe break. Back, Back from the vibe break. break. It's Texas time. We've we took the chance to get our chi right. Or we were aligning our our chakras uh, collectively. You and I were both doing it over the phone. Um, mm-hmm. Guided and, meditation. Yeah, and we're back to talk about uh, Texas, which is. Uh, I thought we were talking about BPD bisexual girls in the Bushwick. We are doing that. I said we're talking about Texas. What about Texas? <laughs> do you not? Um, this is. Uh, I mean, they're fucking Texas. It's it's the same thing. We last episode, we didn't really have a whole lot of interest in talking. Or two episodes ago, we didn't have a whole lot of interest in talking about USC because it's just like, man, yeah. what the fuck is there to say? Yeah, they're they're Texas. Sure enough. Let me, Patrick. Let me put my talisman on before we record any further. I don't want to get any bad vibes yeah, from Texas football. Yeah, you can't let them. I've got onion on my uh, wrapped around my around my neck as well. I've got a necklace with onion on it, so to keep. Them All right, out. I I put my talisman on. We are now warded. Yeah. Uh, Texas bad vibes, dude. I mean, Steve yeah. Sarkeesian is just slightly less stupid. Gus Malzahn, right? He yeah. has more money, but he's just a little bit. He's a little bit less stupid, but that's all he is. He's a dork. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they're going to score points. They're going to score some points. <laughs> yeah, they're going to score points. Yeah, I just don't believe in Steve Sarkeesian as like a football coach. I just don't – I don't really know why he would – why it would work. You know, like, yeah, they're going to have more talent. They have more talent than they have had recently. But also that's never been the problem. We, we talked about this, you know. It's like, great, Texas has talent. Finally, Texas has some fucking five stars. Awesome. It's yeah, about they've time. Never, they've never heard for it, man. They've always been there. Like, they're there yeah. all the time. It's It's just – like maybe the Charlie Strong year, the recruiting wasn't like they had that one good recruiting year, but kind of fell off. But like they've always got talent. They're always the second or third most talented team of the conference. Second, yeah. it's always the second actually. Yeah. Uh, but they have bad coaches who don't care about winning, and they don't have developed players. And guess what? It's going to happen again this year, dude. Like they're they're going to. I think they might actually end up being like a halfway decent football team just because of like sheer preponderance of talent. But yeah. like. They're not going to win any tough games. They're not going to win any dogfights. Yeah, there's a quote here. I've been I've been taking a lot from the Athlon preview. If you've not ordered that, you I guess you should. I would recommend it. It's good. Um, yeah, but sure. there's a uh, I I, I want to mention because I'm going to take a section from it real quick. There's a there's in the uh, the anonymous quotes from other coaches about Texas. The first one in here says, "When they get off the bus, nobody in college football looks better. Then they play you, and it all comes back down to earth." Like, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's it's this is a team that looks great until they play football, at which point they don't look great anymore because they don't develop these guys. They have all the talent in the world. It doesn't matter. They don't develop them. They've never developed them. Texas has never been a program that can develop talent. Even when it won the fucking championship, it wasn't doing that. Like, this is this is what they do. It's just... <laughs> it's the guys same. Guys walk in the door as they are, and they walk out as they are. Yeah. And some of them are good enough to be pro players as they are, and some of them aren't. And yeah. that's, that's all that happens. Yeah, like, if it's a, you know... Uh, um, boosters intervening kind of thing i don't know i think it certainly could be that um but largely it's just that they don't develop guys and it's it doesn't really matter why that is it just matters that it is they don't do it they don't develop guys they're bringing in these guys and they're not going to make them any better it's true it's 100 percent true um to get to the actual team itself yeah uh here's my question for you last season texas started hudson card let him win the first game with g5 opponent uh, from Louisiana, no less. And then said, threw him to the Wolves at Arkansas, where he got slammed like multiple times, got hurt, missed the rest of the season. Casey Thompson came in. Yep. This season, Texas opens the season against the team from Louisiana, the G5. They're going to beat. Then they play a much superior SEC team in week two in Alabama. Should they start Hudson Card, <laughs> allow him to beat the first team, probably get hurt against Alabama, then bring in Quinn Ewers the rest of the season, yeah. or just lead with Quinn? 
Personally, what I would do, and I know that this is uh, beyond what Steve Sarkeesian is capable of because he doesn't have the mind of a trickster. He doesn't have the trickster brain. Uh, he doesn't have CEO mindset or trickster brain. I would start Quinn Correct. Ewers day, day one. He's the game one starter. Say it through fall camp. He's the game one starter, right? He, he plays against ULM. Whatever he does, doesn't matter. After that week, say that he has suffered a minor hand injury and he's going to miss the fake, the fake yes. CJ Stroud shoulder injury. Yes, he's yeah. going to miss the Alabama game, so it's unfortunately it's going to have to be Hudson Card. Um, if Hudson Card isn't fucking awful, then you know that you have a capable backup all season. But as soon as that game is over, it's Quinn again. Quinn's ready to go back it's, for. And it's back no for loss, life. right? Because if you're going to lose the game anyway, what do you yeah. care? You keep Quinn's confidence up, like. And if if you win, if he like goes out of his mind, you beat Alabama, then you're fucking ride high to quote our friend DJ Burns you're on Titty Island already yeah like it can only like you're it's it's there's no downside to it in my mind you're gonna lose anyway yeah that's what I'm doing is I'm 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 saying that Quinn you know he injured his hand in a uh in a bowling accident I'm saying that you know a masturbation accident yeah yeah. uh Quinn I'm having him post a video of him singing the full complete lyrics to an 03 Greedo song and he's not censoring any of them and I'm suspending him (laughs) for that right it's a plant I'm putting him up on Instagram and I'm having him say some things that he's not allowed to say and then he's getting in trouble for that so that I can Make a but it's stand. somehow set to the beat of Eyes of Texas. Yeah, uh, yeah. To appease the the older wing of the yeah, fan base. Yeah, like, yes. You didn't do anything wrong. Bring it back. Yeah, so that I can make a stand as a coach and I can prove that I'm not racist, which is what Steve Sarkeesian is really. Those are the allegations that he is fighting right now. Is one that he's Mickey Mouse and two that he's racist. Um, and it's hard to prove he's right fighting, now that he's not. He's basically fighting the same allegations as David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Steve Sarkeesian <laughs> as college football David Hasselhoff is really making me laugh. <laughs> he's like really popular in some foreign country people in like italy love steve sarkeesian they for some reason can't get enough yeah yeah that's uh <laughs> that's really good um yeah what is Sarkeesian? that's some kind of balkan name right what is the origin of that it's probably albanian no i don't uh, even, i don't even want I'm to know this up. makes me sick just to think about it <laughs> um it's russian it's russian or armenian okay i was gonna say armenian yeah I, I i think i remember people saying that he's armenian or has armenian in him um which I is believe it. yeah but he's had a few armenians on him yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i said that uh, <laughs> well, he goes to usc and interact with some armenians yeah, well, um, anyway, yeah, that's what I would do, is I would do the old switcheroo. I would pull Quinn out for the Alabama game, citing some sort of thing that can't be proven that it's not what happened, right? Like, you can't, last year, nobody could prove that C.J. Stroud wasn't actually hurt for the Acre game. He wasn't, but he you can't prove that. <laughs> you can't prove that C.J. Stroud, who famously is just a huge baby, wasn't just pretending that his fucking shoulder was bothering him after every bad throw in the first three games of the season. And so, like, you could just do that. I do that. think we should. I, I think most things about sports fans are like, thousand are odious. But you need to bring back some of, like, at least a few, not a lot, but just, like, maybe about a third of the kind of guys used to be, like, when any, any player was injured against playing against their team, he's like, oh, what, is your pussy hurt? Like, just yeah. guys like that. You need a few of those around, though, to keep these players honest. Yeah, yeah, and this is something so They're that... bad guys. None of us are going to like them, but they need to be in the comments. We need yeah. you know, if They're not existing naturally. We need to subsidize those via government funds. Yeah, and this is unfortunately the kind of this is the situation that a Tom Herman style coach would thrive in because who did Tom Herman learn from? He learned from the best. He learned from Urban Meyer, who would by the end of his time at Ohio State, he wasn't even saying that guys were suspending suspended. He would just do it. He's like, Yeah, he's not playing. And we're like, why? He's like, I don't know. It's you know Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking ask me. Um, uh our our good friend Colton Denning was posting clips by the time you guys heard this like two weeks ago, but 
uh, posting clips of the the Urban Meyer uh, training days thing on Big Ten, which uh, where he was talking about Braxton Miller's big ass, he had a big nasty ass. All these things were in practice. Yeah. And me and friend of the show Luke Ward, you guys heard on uh, Saturday's special episode about unions, uh, still quote that show from memory to each other all the time. It happens all the time. Uh, friend of the show Ryan Steno as well. Uh, always going that fucking show to each other, just like nonstop about urban uh, urban's little urbanisms but he is yeah. a real freak you gotta give it to him yeah yeah real real nasty individual real high street freak man you're saying um <laughs> so <laughs> nice uh so uh anyway there, so let's let's talk about this team right they got B. John robinson best right yeah. back in college football yeah um xavier worthy is a top five receiver in college football Ooh. um they have wyoming transfer isaiah nayer he's good who seems to be good yeah he's good good deep threat good player not like the best athlete in the world but good gets the job done yeah good enough they tried to get jordan addison and failed obviously that would have been sick if they had him for them i don't really care instead they Uh, have uh, they got instead they have jordan whittington who sucks who is not good uh and that's that's the group (laughs) they got they got jaleel billingsley uh uh, and maybe ajayi hall is there we'll see if he feels like playing football this year uh to alabama transfers you know what i was always what i was saying is that what texas needs more of is guys who couldn't cut it at the best program because they were too fucking lazy and didn't care about football that's what we need is that you need to bring and Ajayi Hall and Jaleel Billingsley, two guys well, who basically I got kicked out of Alabama for being they don't assholes. Have temper tantrums in the sideline. Yeah, they don't have enough fucking. They don't have enough fucking babies who are going to complain about not getting enough touches. That's the problem with Texas is that they need Jaleel Billingsley to go four for you know thirty five and then complain publicly after the game about how he needs more touches, even though he runs a fucking four nine and can't do anything. Yeah, that's what they. He's need he, he's doing like the Zeke after Michigan State speech, but he's doing it after like they beat Kansas thirty eight yeah. to twelve or something yeah. like that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like this that's, is bullshit. That's funny. This is bullshit. But yeah, no, these <laughs> both of those guys born fucking losers. Absolutely no interest in either one of those players. I don't care how I, talented. I've told they the are. Julio Billingsley story in the podcast before, right? My interactions with him. I don't think you have. Do you know the story? I don't. I don't believe I do. I don't remember. Dude, it he he DM me multiple times, uh, and during I think it was the 2020 offseason up to the 2020 season. Yeah, trying to do like cash app scams. <laughs> oh uh, yes, he was like, have, I, like, dude, do you have cash app? Yeah, like, I do. It was, it was not a hacked account because he was still posting regular shit. It was just he was actually scamming while being a player at Alabama. That's like, awesome. Dude, they have to give you extra benefits. Like that's awesome. I'm sad. That's gonna be something we lose. Is like guys who are. Guys who are robbing, guys who are selling drugs, guys yeah. who are doing cash up scams. We're not going to have that in college football because of NIL anymore. It's pretty yeah. sad. Yeah, we're missing the the hustlers. We're missing the uh, you know the the robbers at gunpoint, things of that nature. We need to. Dude, bring armed robbery back. is like really falling Although, off. Although I'll say Utah State did just kick a player off of its team for armed robbery, so it's it's still there are still some real ones left in the world. Again, again, it's G five football. <laughs> G five football will be our morality guide, and it brings us to where we want to go. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, they also got Tariq Milton from Iowa State. Proud of him. But look, they have all kinds of players. Who gives a fuck? They got highly rated recruits. Yeah, we all you, know this. You know the guys on the team. Their right? offensive line was terrible last year. They bring back three starters with little experience behind them. Yep. Um, they're basically expecting a true freshman to start pretty early on. Yeah, like maybe two uh, of them, right? Devin Campbell and Kelvin Banks Jr. It seems like mo- both yeah. might start. Like the two deep is largely, I think there were five freshmen on the offensive line two deep. It's not. Jesus Christ. That's not good. That's not what you want it to be. And then there's uh, no. three more sophomores on top of that. Like, Eight. And by the way, you know how you play in week two? You play Will fucking Anderson in week two. Great. Yeah, that'll go. Yeah, seriously, if they put Quinn back there, that's criminal. That is a criminal act to put him back there week two, second game of his career. Put Hudson Card back there. You don't fucking care about if he lives or well, dies. It doesn't on. matter. Third game. You is can't it? forget. You can't forget his Michigan State handoffs. 
Oh yeah, you're right. Of course, that's a you know big <laughs> yeah big uh, big positive for him. Uh, really showed his stuff in that game, and and we're all very glad that he did. Um, yeah, the defense is like the same story, right? It's big names, but guys who have not really proven anything. Ryan Watts is big. He's big, folks. He's really big. Um, like Anthony, <laughs> I like their interior D lineman. I'll say that they put with D tackles. Yeah, like... Keandre Coburn's pretty good. He's he's one of those guys who's shaped like a mailbox, which is always what you want. <laughs> <to tackle. laughs> Me, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like, I don't. Their secondary has some depth and talent, I guess. But like, yeah. their pass rushing looks just terrible. Linebacker yeah. looks worse. I, I think like. They're going to get their ass kicked across the middle of the field, which is really yeah. not what you want to have happen in football. That is like the worst. Yeah. Just being constantly exposed in the middle of the field is like the worst thing to happen to a defense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DeMarvian Overshone is, I think, one of the most odious college football players, right? Just, <laughs> just like a deeply sinister man from, from not anything that he does, but the fucking accessories. Like, you know, if you've seen a Texas football player in the last couple of years, it's probably DeMarvian Overshone. It's probably the ridiculous oh, yeah. pictures of him with all of his accessories Reflective on. Reflective visor, yeah. wristbands, like yeah. a couple different armbands. And he sucks. He's not Terrible. any good. Uh, Deshaun Jameson, same class. Th- this whole class of seniors that they have on defense was I remember covering it they were all dog shit they're not good they're losers um, dude. Keandre they're Coburn losers. is like the only member of this class that has done anything Anthony Cook same story right like these are former five stars they just haven't fucking done anything they don't and it's not Tom Herman's fault don't say it's no, his fault it's not his fault he's innocent but yeah these guys are just not they're just not good they're just not good football players it's not like it's not that they were like missed on and recruiting so much it's like they just haven't fucking done anything they don't care about football i don't i don't usually want to bring that out about football teams but like these guys don't they literally don't they have said as much <laughs> they don't fucking all care of the, about all it. of the guys in the last few years who have gone to texas or florida state do not care about football do you remember last year when there was a the it was either last year or this offseason but there was a texas player who got in trouble with the sid and with uh, Sark because he was one of the older guys. I don't remember who it was, but he said like, yeah, there are a lot of guys on this team who are not taking it seriously enough. You know, like, like there's just, there's a culture among the young guys of like expecting to have everything handed to them. And he was saying like, nobody's really, there's, you know, there are guys who are getting after it in workouts, but a lot of guys aren't. And he got, he was gotten in trouble for it. And Sark was like, we don't say that publicly, but it's like, he's not wrong. He's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's right. totally right. Like, yeah, and, like, obviously. I think despite all this, like, they just have enough skill talent that they're going to win eight games anyway. Well, and they play in the in the pre-Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, Houston. Big they play 12. the most Mickey Mouse conference in college football. Yeah, as of this year, yes. Um, yeah, schedule yeah. here is uh, start the season, ULM at home is a win. Alabama at home is going to be a, 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 real, <laughs> a real nightmare scenario for... for Will Texas. Anderson against this line, honestly, like, I, I'm... People are going to watch it because they're like, oh, it's Texas Alabama. They're watching the helmet game. Yeah. I'm watching it because I want to see if Will Anderson can get to like five sacks before halftime. Yeah. Dude, please, please, God, don't play Quinn, you, Quinn, Quinn Ewers in this game. I don't. I feel bad. So I honestly, I really don't like Quinn. I, this might, he's kind of annoyed me enough. Yeah. I would feel bad for him if he played this game. I Hudson Card is used to, Hudson Card likes to yeah. get injured. Hudson Card, like I said earlier, <laughs> Texas doesn't care if Hudson Card lives or dies. It doesn't matter. It's. <laughs> can put him out there it doesn't matter who cares just Just treat him like dirt nobody nobody loves this young man it's not (laughs) got mismatched socks on the field (laughs) they're like they just sound like dude we dare you (laughs) dude hudson card going out there his pants are not ironed he's got like wrinkles all over (laughs) helmet is two sizes too small his name is called crad on the back They've got him wearing the punishment number. He's wearing 37. 
like, where are you going to go play Lubbock? Good yeah. luck, dude. Yeah, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to Tennessee, you loser? <laughs> go ahead. Make uh, my yeah, day. You want to go, go play for UTEP? You want to be in El Paso? <laughs> a white boy like you? You going to survive on the border? <laughs> Hudson, you'd be killed if you ever left this <laughs> city. He is, the, he is the kind of like rich white boy who played at a suburban Austin high school that can never leave. Like he couldn't cut it in Dallas, dude. If he goes to dude. Dallas, he's fucked. Oh he has my God. to stay in yeah, Austin. Tex- he's too te- soft for Dallas or Houston. Texas is holding this kid hostage because they're just threatening him with the the pictures of other cities. They're like, look at this. This is Dallas. <laughs> If he, if he threatens to enter the transfer portal, they're bringing in like uh, border patrol officers to be scared straight. Yeah, dude, yeah, they're doing like the thing that they do. They're doing the thing that like the fucking CIA does to uh, to, to like you know people that they have captured, like prisoners of war, where they're like, "This is what happens in American prisons." I don't know what else to tell you. You know, like that's the kind of information <laughs> gathering. That they're doing Hudson Carr, Hudson Carr grew up in the state of Texas and has never seen a Hispanic person outside of a restaurant in his life. <laughs> Yeah, it's he's fucked. His whole thing is fucked. It's never gonna happen. He's stuck here. You can just throw him out there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if he's hurt. Just play him. <laughs> what does it matter? You know you're not gonna win. You just don't want to put Quinn in there. Quinn's perfect body cannot be damaged by Alabama. <laughs> well, I mean, the really funny part about this is it's like, not this isn't funny. Obviously, I'm, or I know we're just, just having a good time reacting. Really I do hope Hudson Card does not get injured. But like, if <laughs> yeah. they, if Hudson Card does get hurt during this game. And they have to put in a quarterback number two, and they still don't put Quinn in because they're like, "Sorry, buddy, we can't let you get hurt. We gotta put in Malik Murphy. We gotta put Malik Murphy in instead." Yeah, listen, Malik- who has an absolute rocket for an arm and just yeah. throws some eighty-yard strike of a touchdown yeah. late in the game. That's the quarterback controversy I want to see. Yeah, that would be good. And Malik Murphy, he could take a hit. He's a big motherfucker. No problem. Oh, he's a big dude. No problem yeah. at all. You don't play him any other time this season, just against Alabama. He's the special Alabama quarterback. He is. The, he is the guy that like. You know how, like, William, the refrigerator Perry or whatever, was just, like, 260 pounds? Yes. Uh, Malik Murphy's basically the size of guys that used to think was the biggest guy in the NFL. Yeah. But he's yeah. just a quarterback, yeah, Malik, which is cool. Yeah, Malik Murphy, like, 1961 football is the greatest offensive lineman of all time, right? He is, <laughs> he is changing yeah, someone's life. Malik Murphy was a guy named, yeah. like... Uh, I don't know, like Chuck Bones Murphy. And yeah. He, he somehow had a Hall of Fame career after starting for four seasons. Yeah. He um, he has permanently changed the lives of several defenders that he blocked during the time in his, in his, uh, his tenure. Um, yeah. So that's Texas has uh, Chuck Bones Murphy as the third string quarterback. <laughs> and it also has a uh, Hudson card who is, is using as like a car test dummy. Right. Like it's, it's yeah, got- Hudson card was like the second best bootlegger for the Gaudi operation. <laughs> in the, in the 1920s. Uh, so anyway, Anyway, after the Alabama incident, uh, it's UTSA at home, um, which I, I guess is going to be a win. But like, I don't feel good about it. Well, UTSA um, lost their OC. I think that's a big deal. I mean, like, yeah, yeah it's going to be Texas. Yeah, uh, Texas. I will say, not being good against the middle of the f- in the middle of the field, not a good thing to do against UTSA's offense. Not necessarily True. where you want to be weak. Uh, I think it'll be close. But I, I think I think they're ultimately they have I think they're four and one entering the Oklahoma game. Yeah, they're going to beat Texas Tech on the road. They're going to beat West Virginia at home. Um, and then Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl, I think, is... I think, uh, honestly, I might pick Texas here. That would be, narratively, that would make sense, right? Um, like, yeah. I, think, I think Brent Venables is kind of a loser, do you? Yeah, I could also see him coaching circles around Steve Sarkeesian, but... Um, yeah, but with what? Yeah, that's Marvin fair. Mims and Dylan Gabriel going to put up points. <laughs> yeah, even against this defense. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, sure. So that's what five. Damn, six. I have. Tech, I, I really didn't take. I'm. This is. I'll just 
Mia Culpa here live on the air. I probably didn't take this conference seriously enough. I really kind of misranked some of these teams, I think, in our, yeah. our tier so list. That's, so that's, I think I was probably Oklahoma lower. That's five and one, uh, right? Yeah, that's five and one going yeah. into Iowa State at home. Iowa State at home. They'll lose that game somehow. They'll no, they're really going to be. No, they'll win that game and lose to Oklahoma yes. State. Yes, now you see where I'm going. So six and two by week, six and three because they're losing at Kansas State. Um, and then they went out. Or no, mm-hmm. they, they lose, win two more than lose to Baylor. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance they lose to one at TCU or Kansas too. <laughs> That would be that is so like I'm picking off of what what Texas the vibes are and the vibes are absolutely that they go into the Kansas game sitting at like eight and two feeling pretty good and Kansas just beats them like straight up just beats them. It would be nice. It would be fantastic. I'm gonna do it. I'm saying it. They're finishing eight and four and they're gonna lose to Kansas again. <laughs> they can't stop losing to Kansas. We're rooting for you. Yeah. We're rooting for you, Kansas. Uh, eight and four finish somehow, and uh, I think they, I mean maybe nine. And I feel like eight and four is low, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. What's next? Who do we have next? Um, the who do we have next? I'm not even looking at the document. I'm sorry, buddy. We got Oklahoma State pulled up. As you can guys can tell, this we're getting a little loose. This podcast. I'm yeah. three hard kombuchas deep. We uh, we I'm have to go out to a concert venue. We have been recording for a, a truly unthinkable amount of time. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm. We have had some breaks in between, but we literally started recording seven hours ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a day. I um, spent my entire Friday just recording with Patrick. I didn't work today, just hanging out. Just I was doing drugs. I'm just kidding. That was a lie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Oklahoma State. Uh, I would like to like this team, despite Mike Gundy being the coach. Like, they had a good season last year, really great season. Honestly, they beat Oklahoma. They made they nearly made the playoff. They were like really close. Yeah. Um, they played they were, very well in close games almost all the time. They rallied all the time. They fought that Notre Dame win. The bowl game was really impressive yeah. to me. I mean, they were literally um, like what like a yard from the playoff. They were yeah that, yeah it was like a yard. So they they were tremendously tremendously close to the playoff. For sure, and but a lot of the things that did impress me are unfortunately now gone. Uh, like yes. primarily Jim Knowles and like his good player, a lot of his good players. Not all of them, but some of them. A lot of them, yes. Uh, I, I think we all know the drill. Since Sanders, right? Like he's he, he's gonna be the same guy. He's like the best version of Adrian Martinez. Just like a solid dual threat quarterback. Uh, he's like what JT Barrett would be if he played today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if he cuts down the interceptions a little bit, and, and honestly, most of them are against that Baylor defense, he's gonna have a great year. Um, yeah. He has Brandon Presley. He's really good. Uh, Presley killed Notre Dame in that Fiesta Bowl. He did. Um, I think he's a good player. The run game is decent. They have all three interior spots to the O line back. Um, the pass blocking's gonna. It's not gonna be great, but you got a running quarterback. You can you can fight through that for a few games. So your line gels. Yeah. Um, the defense though is what fueled this team's success. And Jim Knowles is gone. I mean, he had incredible defense that I thought created havoc and pressure so well. Yeah. And with him going along with several of his analysts and GAs, helped out the staff. Um. They brought in Derek Mason, is a pretty good hire, right? Like Derek Mason was not a good head coach, but I think as a, in terms of DC and recruiting ability, like about as good as Oklahoma State can expect, in my opinion. I'll say um, I'll say tentatively, yes. In theory, yes, Derek Mason is a very good defensive coordinator. However, it's it's been a little while. Like he was not. I mean, that Auburn defense last year was pretty good, but I, I I I'm a little I'm always a little bit cautious about the former head coach becoming a DC again or becoming a coordinator again. It's it's always a little bit like how seriously are they taking this? You know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, um, the only thing that's back on this defense is the line. 
Uh, Trace Ford is back. Brendan Ayers is But the back. line is sick. The line is sick. Is it Ayers or Evers? It's Evers. Brendan Evers, uh, Tyler Lacey, and Brock Martin are back. Yeah, the line is really good. Colin Oliver is good. Um, Colin yeah. Oliver is one of the best players in the country for me. Yeah, the, the line is going to be sick. Uh, it's just everything behind that is um, troubling. They have some experience, at least. There's a lot of juniors and seniors in the back uh, seven. You know, Mason Cobb and Xavier Benson at linebacker are both juniors. Uh, Jason Taylor, the second, is a pretty good safety um, Sean Michael Flanagan's a senior. Thomas Harper's a senior, but like it's still it's a lot of new starters. It's it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of new faces. Yeah, um, it is definitely a lot of new faces for sure. Um, beyond that, uh, what do we have? I don't know what else do I have in this fucking team. Who cares? A schedule? Yeah, sure. Schedule. Yeah, I just <laughs> I think I talked about enough. I don't really. Oklahoma State's Oklahoma State, right? They're going to win somewhere between eight and ten games. Yeah, and I, they're uh, not going to big ones, and then go to a decent bowl game. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do what they did last year. The defense is not going to be as as unique and as as uh, capable as it was, but it, it they still should be pretty good. You know, it's it's a Mike Gundy Oklahoma State team. You kind of know what they're going to do. Um, they open the season. This is an interesting game. They're going to win, but it's going to be more competitive than people think. Central Michigan at home. This is good. This is going to be a good Central Michigan team, and that's a tough first test for such a new defense. Um, Arizona State at home, I think, is going to be a pretty easy win. And then uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, at home is 3-0 and going into another one of these early bye weeks. Not quite as disastrous as some of the other ones because they get this bye week before going to Baylor. So lots of time to prepare for Baylor. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I think Baylor wins this game going away. I think it's. I, think, I don't. I don't know that it's especially close. Baylor is better. Baylor's just better football team. Yeah, um, I tend to agree. Right? It's going to be. I think it's going to be. A, I think Baylor's just. Baylor has some flaws this year. I think Baylor is kind of like missing some some pieces this year, but they're just better coached all the yeah. other day. And I think that Baylor kind of has their number. Like this team without Jim Knowles is is not beating Baylor. That's that's where I'm at. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, that so that's is... three and one is worth the year. Texas Tech at home at TCU home against Texas. Six and one. Uh, six and one. Right. Yep. yep. At think... Kansas State. I forget what we picked here, but I think they could lose this game. I think they. What do you think? I think they will. I think they will. The the, the yeah. I think they will. So I'm I'm gonna say. So what's that? Six and two. Yeah, six and two. Um, six and, and two. At what Kansas, do we got left? What do we got left? At Kansas is seven and two. Iowa State at home is eight and two. Um, West Virginia at home to end the season is nine and two, and I think they probably lose at Oklahoma. So nine and three. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think that's yeah. I'm perfect. cool with that. I think that's perfectly fine if you are uh, if you're Oklahoma State. What's uh, what do we have next? What do we have next is I think we are at to we are at Baylor. We are at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Miranda, man, I love him. You know, I love him. He's yeah. the number one trait that I love in college football, which is just like and arguably I, I think in any person trying to succeed at life, which is just constant self evaluation, self reflection, and, and constant like desire for improvement. Right. Like he's just, he, he's not a guy who settles for good enough. Like, like I, I, he's constantly trying to improve at all fast what he's doing. It's, it's not his DNA to settle. Um, they just kicked Jerry Bohan and Gary Bohan into the curb. Right. Like they just yeah. got rid of him and replaced with the backup this off season. Cause they thought he was good enough. Yeah. Which is a dog move. That is yeah. a dog move. Um, Last season, he last offseason rather, he fired off into staff for one year because they showed no improvement, yep. and he just got Jeff Grimes BYU because they thought he was the best available guy in the country. Yeah, um, he kicked a last second field goal against Oklahoma State. Uh, just, sorry, against Oklahoma, despite already having the game in hand because he knew that scoring differential was a consideration of the Big title race. Yeah, like yeah, he's a dog. He every every part of the game he's in control of. He's obsessed with it all times. Yeah. Um, what do you think about their offense this year? Let me ask you that. Well, 
I, I, it's really hard for me to imagine that Blake Shapen, the new quarterback, is not very good, right? I don't know that you make that move with Gary Bohannon if you, you've not, because that was after spring ball. They came out and announced it after spring ball, and they, they you know, give, uh, give Bohannon a chance to transfer somewhere else. I don't think you do that unless, like, it's noticeable that he is better, right? Um, that is, it's, yeah. I don't think that it was close. I, I, and that makes me think that he's really good because Bohannon's a starting caliber quarterback at this level. He has done it. Um, Shapin looked pretty good at the end of last season in, uh, in filling in. He was, what is it? 62 of 86 for 596 yards, five touchdowns. That's good. Um, I, I would guess that he is going to be good. I don't know that he's going to be amazing, but I think he's going to be good. And, and he will be a pretty crucial part of this because just about the only other stuff back on the offense is a couple tight ends and some linemen. It's, it's new faces elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it, it's going to be a real problem, but I mean, I, I do think they have, they have like besides an early road challenge against BYU, which is tough. That is really tough. After that, they show some time to kind of get this figured out. Right. Like I, I don't think Oklahoma state's that much of a challenge for them. Like I think they show some time, forgot the offense and yeah, I, I like shape. And like you said, I don't know, like I, I I think they probably lose to BYU, and then the rest of the season is kind of what's good. They might win out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm worried about some um, of the skill position guys. Like I think Tay McWilliams is pretty good. I think that uh, Craig Williams could be okay. Uh, Josh Fleeks kind of rounds out the running back room. Running back should be okay. Uh, ben Sims is is the leading returning receiver, which is troubling because he's a tight end. Um, I would assume that they're going to have guys step up at wide receiver. Like Armani Winfield is here. He's a true freshman, but he is here. He's good. Uh, they're in the state of Texas. They recruit very good athletes in the skill position. So I would guess that some of these guys can step up, but it is still, it's new faces all the same, you know, like Gavin Holmes, uh, Monterey Baldwin, uh, Josh Cameron. These are guys who are still new to the, to the, uh, the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know, but they're going to be a top 20 unit, right? You're, that's what you expect. Yeah, probably. That's I, I'm pretty I mean, confident. If they do that, that's good enough to be a, a 10 win team in this conference. Yeah. I'm pretty confident in Jeff Grimes, especially because I think that the defense is going to be excellent again. Um, you know, it, it was very good last year. I think it probably gets better this year. Um, the nearly the entire line is back with Cole Maxwell, um, Gabe Hall. Uh, who's the other one? The nose tackle. Jackson Player, who's now Jackson here? Player is here or... as well, yeah, from Tulsa. Um, he'll step right in. He's very good. Uh, Siaki Eco was the other one who I was thinking of. Uh, it's yeah, a good yeah. line. It's okay, really good. What, line. A, what a rotation, dude. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very good. That's line. what I mean. That's just like who, like not all teams move the ball from that. Yeah, uh, um, linebackers. I think. Are all right. Be so pretty, this, this so there's, oh, go ahead. Uh, linebackers. I think are going to be pretty good too. Uh, Dylan Doyle, Matt Jones. Um, Matt Jones did miss spring camp with an injury, uh, so he might be sort of on notice. Josh White is here from LSU. I'd be, I'd be pretty confident that he will be good. Uh, will Williams, like it's just, it's just good. They have some new guys in the secondary that are a little bit green. They've got a lot of young guys in that that back five, but it's Dave Aranda, man. It's you know, it's Dave Aranda. They've also got a guy whose nickname is Snacks with three, or rather with two X's. Lorando Snacks Johnson, and we love that. Let's go. Yeah. That's my porn name. Yeah, he's also he's playing something called the star position. So this is a defensive back going by snacks. That's a great that's a great sign. That's what you want to see right there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's run the schedule. Yeah. Yep. Um, they've got uh, open the season with U Albany uh, at home, which is a quick dub mm-hmm. at BYU on the road. That's a loss. That's that's a loss. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, not unfortunately, really have a dog in the fight, but sure. BYU just further advanced. Um, yep. 
but okay, we got Texas State, we got at Iowa State, we got Oklahoma State. Another Win. quick three wins after that. Yep, four and one going into the bye week, and then it's at Western, or sorry, at West Virginia out of the break is a win. Kansas at home is a win. At Texas Tech is a win. Um, at, Oklahoma, at Oklahoma is pretty much the season. Yeah, but then they're going to win the last three. Kansas State at home, TCU at home, at Texas. So it's going to be at Oklahoma is I think going to determine if it's uh you know eleven and one or, or ten and two. Um, and I yeah. think they probably win that game. I think they're better than Oklahoma is. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, like, man, I'm back and forth in this. I I think that the problem with Oklahoma is just that, like, I'm projecting a ton, right? Like, I'm just, like, hoping that Brent Venables can figure out how to get enough out of this team because they have the talent, obviously. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I feel more comfortable with Dave Aranda. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that seems, that seems fine with me. So 11-1 for, uh. For Baylor, it feels too high. I don't. I. It, I don't know, man. I think that's about. I don't think there's any team in the Big Twelve going to playoff this year, which means I can't. No, I, I don't think that for. they would because I think BYU would. <laughs> I think that BYU is going to beat them yeah. and take their spot. Um, I almost feel better going ten and two and saying like they I lose to Texas or I, something. I'm going to say eleven and two, and I don't know if the two come in the regular season or if the second comes in the. the yeah, valid, valid, game. valid. Okay, but, that's that's a good point. I'll, yeah. I'll agree with that. I think we're going to probably get Oklahoma with the same record, right? Uh, uh, maybe we'll see. So, <laughs> so uh, Oklahoma is like you said the what is it the last one, right? Yeah, Brent Venables is here. Um, it's interesting in the sense that it's it, interesting for this football season, just as a fan, in the sense that it kind of removes Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley from just being like the most known quantity in college football at this program, right? Like. Uh, what's insane was that just one player on this team, the punter, uh, made a preseason all-conference selection. Jesus. Just one guy. Man, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of new here, right? And like it is Oklahoma, and that that brings a lot with it. But damn, a lot of guys left this team. A lot, a lot of players left this team. Yeah, um, I uh, it's bad, dude. It's bad. It's bad. How does that happen? I just don't know how that happens. Like you have to even with a, a transfer, you have to have some returning production at this. But I mean, yeah. Let's get into this personnel here really quick. They have Dylan Gabriel quarterback. They have Jeff Levy at OC. Je- do you want to do your Jeff Levy thing? Do you just want to go off on Jeff no, Levy? No, I think quick? you guys know what the Jeff Levy offense is. You know, it's it it works with this level of talent. I just don't think it's very innovative or interesting. I think that the way people talk about it is just wrong. You know, I don't. I, it's a uh, it's a very impressive offense to dumb guys, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's gonna be that. I uh, yeah, I, I I do kind of actually like their their skill personnel despite a lot of like the aspersions against them it's okay um marvin mims and theo weiss are talented guys they, they both seem to have gotten some of like the we don't have any buy-in problem behind them yeah uh drake stoops the reliable boring possession receiver uh lv bunkley shelton is at least talented and he can contribute here from arizona state yeah um they have Eric Gray at running back, former Tennessee volunteer. He's a guy I still believe in. I, I, I really don't know why. I just like his freshman year. I, I think of, he still has something to him. I, I kind of, you know, he, he is very much an Oklahoma quarter or running back of late, right? They've had a lot of guys like this. Like Trey Sermon, I think, was a lot like this. He had three games where he went. Oh, nuts, I disagree. Like, Hold well, on, wait. I, I really disagree with this. I think, you, oh, you mean guys, not okay, not stylist. No, I think like, just like as the kind of running back that they are in terms of production, where it's just like, yeah, he's fine. You know, he's not anything like special, but I think he's fine. He's he's a capable starter. I think Trey Sermon was a capable starter um, before. What that. intrigues me is like he he showed some ability to break big runs just by 
being quick and being yeah. fast and like getting past the line quickly. Yeah. Whereas like the other guys have been power backs, like Kennedy Brooks and and yeah and uh, Trey Sermon, all the other guys are just like shitty power backs that are boring to watch. Sure, but I, I think that Eric, Gray, I think it's going to come out in the wash. Eric Gray will create more big runs, but also he's going to get stuffed more than than those guys did. And so I think it oh, ultimately absolutely. is going to be yeah. it's going to be about the same level of production. It's just going to be a slightly different kind. No, stylistically they are not the same, but I think in terms of uh, quality, it's it's similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think the offense is going to be say? fine. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to fuck up this kind of offensive system and Dylan Gabriel is pretty good. He'll be a good fit for it. Um, the defense, however, and they still have one of the best O-line coaches in the country. Too, which yes. I'm... Now the defense is a different story. Defense brings back what? Three starters. A three actual starters. They have like 12 guys that have some starting experience and transfers coming into. Yeah. Jeffrey Johnson's pretty good at tackle the, uh, the Tulane transfer. Trey Morrison is here from North Carolina. Um, CJ Coldon is here from Wyoming. TD roof, who is Ted roof's son is back or is, uh, is here from app state. I believe they actually hired Ted roof as the defensive coordinator, which is a bold decision. Um, mm. but like Jalen, Red- they should hire is Ted Mosby. Mm, something to think about. You know who they should hire is Ted Kaczynski. Um, Ooh, okay. But, uh, defense. What about uh, Ted from the movie Ted? That's something to think about. He's looking uh, for work. Yeah. He's, he's irreverent. It's, you know, good to have that kind of guy to lighten up the locker room. Um, yeah. Anyway, Jalen Redmond is back. Defensive tackle. Outside of that, not a ton on this defense that I really like. I like Jeffrey Johnson. I think that the defensive line is probably going to be okay. I like Jeffrey I just, Dahmer. I just don't like the rest of the uh, the rest of the defense all that much. And they have a guy whose name is Woody, spelled with an I, which is ridiculous. That's not not a fan of that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, woman's name. Yeah, they also have somebody named Key Lawrence, which is Key is not that's a, a name. That's a rapper. Yeah, Key is not a name. You can't name your kid Key. It's not a name. <laughs> it's key glock but he just goes by his actual first name yeah, lawrence <laughs> yeah I, uh, I just don't yeah think i don't the, know uh, but i mean it's a brent venables defense dude right like he's never really had a bad defense ever like yeah he's also never had one that with this uh dearth of of experienced talent yeah but look at the teams he's playing on offense they have like three competent offenses on the schedule like he's gonna yeah. end up with a top 25 or 30 defense i just sure like, They'll win 10 games. That's all they are. They're a 10 game team. Yeah, this feels like a very sort of late stage Bob Stoops level team, right? Where it's like, yeah, they very yeah. obviously can't do a whole lot more than that, but they are in, they are the big fish in the little pond, and so they will still succeed because of that. Um, schedule is pretty friendly, all things considered. UTEP at home to start the season, yeah. Kent State at home, 2 0, at Nebraska, 3 0. Nebraska's going to make every game close, including that one, but they, they certainly won't win. So they're not winning. Constitutionally incapable of winning. Uh, Kansas State at home is a win, 4 uh, 0 at TCU, 5 0. Texas, we said was a loss. We said is a loss, yeah. 5 1. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that. This feels like a narrative time for Texas to win that game. Uh five yeah. and one beat Kansas at home, six and one going into the bye week at Iowa State, seven and one. Uh Baylor at home. We said they split with Baylor. We don't know how it happens, but they both end up eleven and two because Oklahoma will win that after this. Too. Yeah, so that would be They went out at West Virginia, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech and they So that would be... Baylor and Oklahoma are both eleven and one entering the championship okay so yeah it right. doesn't matter how it splits up they're gonna be so then they beat west virginia on the road texas tech on the road did they beat oklahoma state at home i think we said they do right so yeah we said yep. they do yeah, yeah. so 11 and oklahoma two. state's never beaten oklahoma twice in a row yeah so 11 and 2 um with i think a chance to be like 10 and 3 uh would be my my guess yeah sure um right. 
<laughs> they go 10 and 3. They don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, sure. The Big 12, just, I just absolutely don't care. They're not interested in this big conference at all this year. Yeah, just not a whole lot going on here. Like, we love Baylor. You know, we love Dave Aranda, but outside of that, it's just like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like I guess we probably should have, if anyone stuck around for this whole thing, I mean, power to you, but we probably should have picked a uh, episode we were more interested in to give our big announcement away over the website, huh? Well, we really just to say, listen, this is the episode that had the, the death of Hudson Card, the, the brutal uh, torture of Yeah, that of was Hudson a great Card. segment. That you was good. Tell the fans, Patrick, you just close up to the top here. Just skip right to Texas after that and just skip yeah. back to the end afterwards. Yeah, you guys are looking at the, uh, the fucking table of contents. Just go to Texas. It's fine. Yeah. As a recruit, as a listener, whatever it is, just go to Texas. They, they really develop yep. you. Uh, and they're not going to sacrifice you to Alabama. Why would you think that? You, you like that song, that. Uh, Take Me to Texas by George Strait? You know that song? I heard of it. I heard of it. You ever heard that song, The Eyes of Texas? It's my favorite song. <laughs> I endorse everything um, that's in it. You ever heard any, any you how do you feel about Houston rap? I took a deep dive into uh, into music last night, and so I, I found some really, <laughs> I found some really good music. But that was a big mistake, you know. Well, if uh, I'm wrong, I, I heard from a lot of people. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not. Uh, you were starting the stampede at the Travis Scott concert, is that correct? When that happened, I was endorsing it. I don't know that I would say I was starting it, but I was certainly encouraging, endorsing, and 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 um, commending it. You know, I, I was I was there. I was cheering them on. And I was shoving. I was pushing. I was doing some pushing. I'm not going to lie. Well, who will um, I guess? But any accusations of uh, wrongdoing beyond that are uh, libelous. <laughs> those are those are untrue. It's defamation. I, let me be clear. Let me be, uh, let me be clear. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, I did not stampede. Yeah. Yeah, I did not. That's that's uh, that's right. That's what my lawyer said, and that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna stick with. <laughs> well, I'm getting the headphones are dying noise from my AirPods. So Classic. let's get off the fucking air. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Big Twelve fan, you can suck on our pee holes and you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. At the <laughs> at underscore Ryan at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. That's the one. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're a Big Twelve fan, fuck you. <laughs> Going nuts. Get bent, nerd. Fuck you, loser. And just a reminder again from last week's episode if you are a single woman, please follow Luke Ward on Twitter (laughs) at Real Luke Ward. Please tell him we sent you. Uh, Especially if you know any single woman in Columbus, they're looking for a tall country boy with a little bit of swag and he's a little quirked up. Let Luke know. Guys, he needs this one. He needs this victory. Please. (laughs) Please. We're just trying to help a friend. It's, you know. I will personally guarantee you a lovely evening with a gentleman. You, know, you don't uh, even have to be a woman. Just single. Just anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you in a few days. Yes, sir.